What's up, everyone, and welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have Alex Bazushka and Eric Lathrop, the developers of an upcoming title known as Kickbot. Thanks for joining, you two. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. I'm super excited about this one because I love these kind of retro games. Kickbot looks like an amazingly frustrating game. But before we dive into the game itself, let's talk about the creators. Can you both tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into the games industry slash founded Two Scoop Games? Yeah, so uh, we started Two Scoop Games uh, just over six years ago. Uh, we met uh, at a JavaScript meetup. Um, Eric was working on a game uh, for, uh, to, to try to teach, wasn't it to try to teach your brother programming? Uh, he was interested in making video games. He's, he had done a little bit of programming, um, but I wanted to show him it wasn't that hard to get started with some basic squares. Yeah. So I had been, um, playing around with making games, uh, on my own, uh, but I wasn't doing too well with it. Uh, and then when I met, Eric uh, at this meetup and noticed that he was working on a game. I offered to do some art for the game and we kind of went from there, um, making games together ever since. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Eric, what about you? Any Anything to add? Um, no, we've been working together for quite a while and we've done a lot of little things and this is uh, Kickbutt's like our first really big thing. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, so, and you mentioned to me on Twitter, and it's kind of obvious now, but you seem to be a two-person team working on this, which I'm sure can be quite overwhelming at times. Uh, how long have you two been working on this project, and what has it been like to be, you know, only two people working on a full game? Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been working on this particular version of the game for about a year and a half now, mm -hmm. um, and so we. We were working on a different version. We originally were going to make a mobile game um, because we had made some mobile games and web games in the past. Uh, but we decided that based on the way things are going with mobile, uh, it's pretty tricky to to be able to sustain a studio making mobile games. Interesting. And so there are just way too many games coming out on mobile all the time. Right, and right. so we kind of shifted and wanted to try to go towards console, uh, and so with um, with that we kind of uh, reworked the way that the that the you know the reworking the game wasn't really possible. We needed to start over, and so about a year and a half ago we started a fresh new project, um, and we've been working on this version of Kickbot since then, and um, our goal is to put it out on console and PC early next year. That is awesome to hear. Um, so let's take a step into the direction of the actual game itself. I know we've been kind of mentioning it, but just for those who may not know what Kickbot is, can you give us like the elevator pitch? You know, why should people be excited about this? What is Kickbot all about? Yeah, so Kickbot is a two-button precision platformer that takes place inside a giant robot leg on the moon. <laughs> Very strange. Uh <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping, you know, in the demo, you get a number of different levels that were very unique, very cool, fun to play. I'm hoping we get a little more backstory, or is it just going to be one of those things where you're like, it's in a leg and that's all you get? Well, yeah, we've got, we've definitely got the backstory uh, planned out. There's, uh, 
the the goal is to have um, kind of an intro um, cutscene in the beginning of the game, and then also between the different worlds. So the plan is to have seven unique worlds uh, with about oh, cool. twenty or so levels apiece. Uh, in the demo, uh, we have thirteen levels, and you could see that we have uh, one or two uh, levels from each of the worlds to give to show you some of the variety. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But all of the the I mean the backstory is that there was a um, um, humans made this uh, artificial intelligence to to try to help uh, do all kinds of stuff like like run self driving cars and and household appliances and all that kind of stuff and um, it was it was uh, super smart and it was starting to uh, learn even more and kind kind of. Uh, advanced itself on its own and and it came up with its own energy source and it, t it taught whales and dolphins how to read and all kinds of cool stuff like that but then one day it just went evil and started blowing up cities and creating a robot army uh and uh you know people had to stop it so they eventually were able to to um to to kind of um they weren't able to shut it down, so yeah. they, they shipped it off in, into an isolated place where it could do no damage, which was the moon. Yeah. So then, um, about ten years later, a satellite goes missing from orbit, and we realize that the uh, AI has built a giant robot leg on the moon, and it plans to kick the Earth for revenge. <laughs> I love this. There's so much more to this that you wouldn't get just from the demo. Um, I definitely like the backstory. Let's let's talk about inspiration for this. At first, I wanted to talk about inspiration for the game it, itself, like the actual mechanics. But let's talk a little bit about this first. W where did all this idea come from? Yeah, we were, we were trying for a while to come up with a with with um, a story for the game because basically the you were. Uh, it's a sequel or a remake of an older game that we made that was also called uh -huh. Kickbot. Uh, and in that game, you were basically just uh, um, jumping through this this procedurally generated tunnel that it was an infinite runner type game. So you would just mm -hmm. see see how far you could get, see what kind mm -hmm, of score mm -hmm. you would get. And there were these scientists in these windows that were testing you. And so our story for that was that you were scientists were trying to perfect the world's best wall jumping robot. And that was as far as we got. That was the story. <laughs> And right. so um, this game is kind of elaborates on that a little bit. The, the world's best wall jumping robot is chosen to go and defeat this evil AI inside the robot leg. So all the levels in the game take place inside that leg. So you're shot up in a, in a spaceship and you go, uh, you crash land into the foot of the leg and then all the worlds of the game take place inside there. So there's the, the foot factory, the twisted ankle. These are the different names of the worlds and they have different hazards. <laughs> There's the inflamed knee and the thunder thigh, um, oh. which are all the different uh, areas. And based on based on their theme, they have different kinds of hazards. So like the inflamed knee is all kinds of like fire and lava and stuff like that. The thunder right. thigh is all like weather related hazards. And, and since it's kickbot and he jumps and he uses his legs, everything's a, a foot or a leg pun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I really like the clever side of this because I, I was even... I heard after I had checked out the demo about the fact that you're in that giant robot leg and it kind of clicked. And one of the things that I thought of, I was saying to myself, how is there all this like 
this lava and these different areas like how big is this giant leg like it seems <laughs> kind of crazy but I, I like the the idea of these clever pun name conventions that you're using to try and make those those tropes of generally platform games how they have those different types you know the ice world the the whatever how it kind of fits in there uh and makes sense at least a little bit more than just randomly finding an ice world yeah and then eventually you you end up uh going through the whole leg and you go into the into the core of the moon that's hollowed out by the ai and the ai has their layer in there very cool Wow, that sounds like uh, quite an adventure. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about the actual inspiration for the mechanics, though. So, the idea behind this is really cool, and I really love the fact that you're only using two buttons. I, I you know, I'm making some assumptions here based on the fact this was originally slated for a mobile game. I assume that's why it had that two button mechanic. Why, when you shifted over, did you end up sticking with? that type of let's only focus on two buttons and make a game that even though it's simplistic in its combinations of inputs it's still a, a fairly difficult game oh uh, so this is this kickbot is actually kickbot three and kickbot one <laughs> we made back in kick uh back in 2014 i think it was yeah uh, back when flappy bird was a thing and okay. Um, the Flappy Bird creator got harassed from people like playing his game too much and being frustrated by it. And he took mm -hmm. his game off the store and that was like a big news story. And a bunch of other indie developers wanted to show support for him and make, they, they did a game jam where they wanted to make games that were very simple, but frustrating like Flappy Bird was. Mm -hmm. So um, we took part in it, and I think Alex said it was a, a month-long jam, but we didn't really hear about it until the end, and we did it in, like, a day and a half. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, and we made this game. Like, we talked about, like, some of the games we liked and some trying to, like, brainstorm ideas, and we both, like, Alex is a big Mega Man fan, and I'm a big Metroid fan, and they both have wall jumping and robots, and mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. we ended up making the, that first version of KickBot, and... Uh, we wanted it to work on phones and you could just tap the left side of the phone or the right side of the phone to jump. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, that's where like the initial mechanics came from. And then throughout all these different versions of KickBot, we've kept it because we've, we've seen how accessible it is. We've shown it to a lot of people, different shows and things. And like mm -hmm. anyone can just pick up the game and start playing. Even people who aren't like hardcore gamers. It's, it's two buttons. Come on. You know, you can do it. Right. Right. And I think it, it lends itself well to that because even though it is very difficult in a lot of regards, the, the game is done in a very smart way where there's a lot of good checkpoints in there. There's a lot of instantaneous reloading and putting you back to that checkpoint. So there's no, there's no downtime in this game. It seems to, and I'm sure you did that very strategically where the minute you die, you instantly respawn. It's not anything where you have to wait and kind of get out of the zone or forget that muscle memory of the, the pattern that you were trying to get right over and over again. So I think it, it does lend itself well. I just, it was one of those things where I, I was wondering kind of going away from that why not just say make it like a uh you know a Mega Man style game where you're running around and jumping from wall to wall yeah yeah also um kickbot doesn't really land on the ground very often so mm -hmm. so like that that concept from the original game of it being a game that's all about wall jumping is carried over into the current the current version of kickbot and it's uh 
I mean, we just wanted to keep it all about sliding on the walls and jumping from wall to wall. So mm -hmm. it's it's a much more vertical game than a lot of other platformers. Uh, we don't really have anything that you do uh, where you are just standing on the ground. Uh, and right. if you do stand on the ground, you can't walk back and forth. You have to choose to either jump left or jump right from that standing position. Um, we're actually playing around with the idea of having uh, Kickbot explode if you stand on the ground for too long. <laughs> just to keep you, just we want to keep you moving. We want to yeah, keep it. Kickbot should always be moving. Yeah. Um, and the reason that like the respawns and it, it, the game just keeps going and everything's like really snappy and instant is when we were like studying the first game and figured out why people liked it. Like it, like it actually it got like sixty or seventy thousand people playing it on the Chrome Web Store um, wow, back when people installed Chrome Web Store apps and. <laughs> Um, we were, we watched a bunch of people play it, and the w the thing that was interesting about Kickbot is that like or the original version was that when you died, like you, you start on the title screen and you're already sliding down a wall, and there it's just an infinite wall of just nothing. And as mm -hmm. soon as you hit the button, he jumps off the wall, and then the game starts, and you start jumping upwards. And mm -hmm. when you die, you just return back to that wall. So it was just like people were just like there was no. Um, friction there and they could just they would just keep playing over and over and over again and they would just zone out and it would be this like flow state where you just keep going there's no friction to interrupt you and right. we saw that was so cool and we wanted to keep that and we did everything we could to like just keep you playing mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah no that that makes a lot of sense i love that idea and even in the demo i loved how every time you started a level if you weren't kind of on your game and got right back into like going from one level to the next you'd end up dying instantly because a lot of times you just slide right down into like a bed of spikes at the bottom so it's it's keeping you moving it's that you know those those things that are placed into the game that incentivize that always be jumping kind of style yeah yeah now, uh, you mentioned that this would probably be about seven worlds with about 20 levels or so in each. I mean, give or take, I don't want to give a specific number. But that being said, from a time, uh, you know, gameplay sense, and I know this is very, very dependent on a person's skill, but what are you looking to to hit as far as like average game time for these? So for a new player that's never played Kickbot before, just picking it up for the first time, Going through the whole game, we want it to be around five hours at least. Okay. Yeah. That's a good amount of time. Um, and then from kind of, you mentioned it, you know, the, the first time playing. One of the things that I think that would incentivize people to, to replay this is the fact that you do have a ranking system. Are there going to be any, you know, I don't know if it's planned from the start or in the future, things like, uh, you know, leaderboards or other ways to to push people to compete against one another, maybe collectibles of some sort, depending on getting that that highest rank. What, what are your plans on for that? Yeah, so so um, in the full game, we're gonna have a, a like an overworld map that's kind of similar to like Mario World or Mario 3. Mm -hmm. um, and you're gonna go through the different uh, levels and then you can go back to the overworld map and see like your stats on each of the levels that you've completed. like your best time, your, you know, if you got all the coins, if you got the, you know, what your rank was. Um, and so um, the rank is determined by beating a par time, getting all the coins and um, only dying once will give you rank A or not dying at all will give you rank S. 
Gotcha. But we also do have a couple of collectibles in the game. Um, they're in the demo too, but they don't do anything yet. So they're just, just for challenge. Mm-hmm. But one of them is uh, we have these um, pink USB drives. Mm-hmm. And if you collect those and then plug them into their respective USB port in the level, then you're going to unlock uh, a secret um, extra challenging bonus level for that world. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And then yeah, we those are kind of have... like the cassette tapes in, in right. Celeste or the key in Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have um, music discs that you can collect, and those will unlock tracks from the soundtrack in the sound test menu. Oh, nice. Okay, very cool. Very cool. I like it. Um, as far as, and we talked about this already, and I think I kind of know the answer to this, um, but a big thing that defines games is really that, or at least this game, is obviously that difficulty and that that trying over and over again. It's going to be something where if this is your first time, you'll probably die a lot, uh, even if you are uh, a quote unquote you know like gamer mm-hmm. uh but that being said there's obviously people who love that challenge there's people who love the idea of having that like oh i'm gonna die that's okay i'll learn from it right there's other people though who probably might be turned off by that are there going to be any things like an accessibility mode which i think would be kind of hard in in this regards but you know something like a celeste where you can hit uh one of the spikes and still be okay and like bounce around maybe not something to that nature but just kind of an easier mode for for people who might not want that challenge yeah we've got a couple ideas for for options that people can turn on uh that'll be like assist modes um mm-hmm. uh, one of them that i've we haven't nailed them down yet but one thing i was thinking about is is adding more jumps um because right now you get a jump and then a double jump right um the other one is to actually slow the speed of the game down uh mm-hmm. which would allow people to react a little quicker uh, or be right. a, not react quicker but Give them more time to react. Is what yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so those are kind of some settings that we thought about. And then we've also thought about adding some uh, options that make things harder too. Oh, very <laughs> uh, cool. Because so, some people might want to challenge themselves to, you know, have to get through it without dying or have to get through it without checkpoints. Or so, we've heard that from a couple people. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that, and it, it might be something where you know, once you finish that first playthrough, you have unlocked this super hard mode and there's no checkpoints, no whatever. So I definitely, I, I could see that as a, a, a big win for those who want that challenge. Yeah. Um, as, as far as the release date, so I see on the Steam page, you're planning for early 2021. Now I know there's no way we'd get a specific date, um, but I always just like to ask, you know, in general, how is development going? Do you feel confident you're going to be close to that time frame you know how are things uh just from a development standpoint i I think everything's going pretty well and we're pretty far along i mean we've got a lot of time in the game already we've got a lot of the art already developed and uh most of the code's already there um the main thing is we just we have to crank out a lot more levels and content Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so we're doing that but that's like the main missing piece. And then there's like right. little bits of like integrating with different platforms. You asked about like leaderboards earlier and it's like, yeah, we want to integrate with like steam's leaderboard system and, and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense now. And one of the things about doing that, right. Is then you're, you're kind of stuck to that platform uh, when it comes to building different types of, of specific things that are that are marked to steam it makes me wonder uh is it going to be 
is this going to be for for like a ton of different consoles as well as steam is this going to be just steam maybe the epic game store like where is this going to be releasing to or where is where are you planning to try and release this to we would like to put it everywhere that'll have us yeah. um <laughs> We, we can't really announce anything about the consoles, but we are trying to be on all the consoles and we're working gotcha. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're definitely going to be on Steam and Itch. Um, and, you know, we'll talk to the other stores. Um, we, yeah, we would like to be anywhere that we can and inter- integrate with whatever they have. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you got to get back to those levels, which, uh, I definitely want because I, I hope for an early 2020 release of this, but I always like to wrap these up with just some advice for those who are in the indie space or for those who want to actually get into the indie space. So for those listening who might be interested in starting their own project, just getting into the space, um, you know, possibly working on a project, what tips would you give them or just uh, general advice do you have best practices maybe something you've learned along the way from going through all of those game jams to now working on your own official title uh whoever wants to kick this off alex or eric you know feel free to chime in go, go ahead, ahead alex <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you're gonna say <laughs> i mean it's I, I give the same advice for 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 these kind of things it's it's um and i really hope that people uh try it because it 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 was really tough for me when i was trying to come at making games from having having big ideas mm-hmm. and uh, knowing what kind of games i would like to eventually make uh and knowing what kinds of kind of games i like to play um and wanting to get started right away making those kind of games but i think my best advice that i have is to is to start as small as you possibly can um, right. and try to make something and try to finish it even if it's extremely basic and by extremely basic it might i might need to clarify i mean like make a game in where you have a box and you move it around with your arrow keys on your keyboard and then now you've done something you know like Mm -hmm. like start super small because um i see way too many people get really discouraged and i also uh was in the same boat just trying to do something way too big and never finishing it and so the the more that you could do small things little tiny projects just one tiny concept or take one mechanic from a game that you like and just try to make that work um you're gonna feel so much better about yourself getting little things done and that'll give you more motivation and it's also a ton of skills and things that you can use um the other thing that that i always say is um when you start out at something new, like making games or anything, really, uh, you're going to suck at it. And so um, you're not, you know, like most of the games that you see people make are not the first game that they made, you know, like uh-huh. if it seems like it's the first time you've ever heard of this studio or whatever, there's usually like tens or more of games that they've made that you've never heard of. Right. Like, I think, I think, um, I don't know if this, anecdote is that relevant anymore but angry birds when angry birds came out people were like oh it's the first game that they you know they, they made they had like 50 something games before angry birds that <laughs> nobody's ever heard of mm-hmm. and so it's like like you know people you know will think that the, the common misconception is just that you know one person in their basement is making this game and you know they put it out and it's a huge success and it's it's not like that so don't you know also have a 
understanding that that being becoming an indie game developer is really tough and you got to be in it for the long haul and love what you're doing <laughs> mm-hmm. because yeah. like we have not been able to make a living off of games yet and we've been doing this for six years so it's like hopefully with this game we'll be able to you know at, at least like supplement our income with with you know selling this game but right. um you have to you have to love what you're doing and you have to be willing to put in a ton of practice so but it's fun it's a lot of fun too Eric, what about you? I usually answer the same thing as Alex, but I thought of another thing, um, which nice. is that as a person making games, you should play a lot of games. You should play a lot of different types of games, even games that you don't like aren't in the normal genres that you like. Um, you know, and anything creative, you're always drawing off of things you've already experienced and remixing them and building on them and having a wide variety of things to do um, will make your stuff better because you'll have a lot of reference points and you'll know what you'll, you'll start to realize, Oh, this game did this thing poorly. So I need to make sure I don't do that thing. Or this thing was really cool. And only this one game does it. Like we should elaborate on that. Um, like when we were playing kickbot, uh, what we did, a me and Alex did a research session where we pulled up, uh steam on my computer and like played all of these like indie platformers like Mm -hmm. over the years we sat there and spent like eight hours just like here's all these games that might be kind of similar to what we're trying to build let's play them all and get a feel for like what's good about them and what's bad about them so we can make our game better yeah i really like that you gotta you gotta weed through everything that's out there and find out what you enjoy and hopefully you know other people feel the same way um but i'm i'm definitely very excited for this i wish you both the best of luck for those listening kickbot is currently in development but will hopefully as we talked about be coming to just about everything who knows maybe maybe one day um but right now we know for sure that it's coming to pc if you're interested in the pc version and you want to get a head start you can go ahead and wishlist the game on steam it helps with discoverability it helps getting their name out there so definitely if any of this sounded interest to you go and wishlist them uh once again alex eric thank you so much for coming on today best of luck with the game thank you so much Thanks so much for having us. And yeah, thanks thanks so much for mentioning the wish list. The demo is also available on Steam, so go and try out Kickbot and see what you think. Let us know. <laughs>